Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. to another episode of The Dream Take, presented by The Dream Shake. Jeremy Brenner here, and tonight, Michael Brown, you know, the Rockets have good nights, the Rockets have bad nights, and then there's tonight. <laughs> oh, that was ugly. I mean, that was yeah. bad. Either Eric Gordon played well outside of that. I mean, the best part about the game tonight is that it got us closer to the weekend, I guess. Closer to the Super Bowl. I mean, I, there's nothing else to say. I mean, their effort tonight was pitiful from top to bottom. Every, I mean, it was pitiful. Against that crappy garbage team that the Thunder have, that's ridiculous. That's bad. I mean, I'm pissed. I mean, you can't lose that game. Not if you, uh, want, to be taken, not if you want to be taken seriously. Mm, not against that team. You know, I'm... Um, Yet again, Mike, we find ourselves at a disagreement. Now, I understand your frustration. I do. Um, it's it's very easy to be frustrated when your team loses uh, by 17. Final score, 104-87. Or, yeah, it was the Rockets' worst performance offensively all season long and the lowest amount of points scored in a game this year. So, obviously, there's reason for frustration. There, In my opinion, yes, it's easy to be frustrated, but... I don't think you can really be angry about this loss. To me, I think, like, I'm not surprised that the Rockets lost tonight, and we'll talk about why. I don't want to talk too much about it. I want to focus more on tomorrow's game because I think that is more of a, you know, more productive of a conversation. I think this is one of those games where you just got to acknowledge that it happened, but then throw it, you know, as far away as you possibly can and move on. But if you do have questions, if you are listening to us live, thank you so much for supporting us. Please, if you have a question, throw it down in the comments section. Mike and I will get to it when we see it. So if you want to participate tonight, go ahead, let it out, let out the frustrations. Uh, this is therapy hour. This is a safe space for Rockets fans. So uh, be sure to uh, head out and uh, just be part of the conversation. But Mike... Let's start with the first quarter tonight because the first quarter, the Rockets started out, they made three of their first six threes. They looked like a little bit of, you know, where we picked off from the other night, and then it kind of just went downhill from there. Yeah, I mean, they their body language just showed that they quit on the game. They just, they, they acted tired, the, their legs were gone. I mean, this team, I feel like, shoots more stupid threes than almost any other team in the league. It, it's it's dumbfounding to me. Just how many – Daniel House had at least three of them. DeMarcus Cousins had at least two of them that I can just think of off the top of my head. Victor Oladipo was awful tonight. I mean, yeah, I mean, I get it's one game. They've won six in a row. That's great. That's awesome. But when you lose to something named Diallo, when you give up, you know, more than – one bucket to Mike Muscala, Darius Baisley. It's embarrassing. And 
it just it it snowball. It was a snowball effect tonight. They gave up too many buckets. They had too many stupid shots. And tonight is is an example. I'm not getting back into this train, but on a night where you you struggle to score points, and when his guy is getting by him too many times, PJ Tucker was useless tonight. I mean, tonight is an example of the people in the camp of he's useless. Trade him, which I'm no longer in the camp of because I do think he has value more nights than not. But on a night that he played, how many minutes did he play tonight? He 25 minutes. Yeah, he played 25 minutes and he shot the ball twice. And he well, that's not his role in offense, Mike. This is a conversation we always have. I know, I know. But what I'm saying is, is that on a night like tonight, when you need points, having him on the floor is totally useless. Well, then. Here's here's my thing. Six straight wins should not be completely erased by one loss, even if it was an ugly loss to a team in Oklahoma City that, you know, is 9-11. and And I know we see OKC as like a rebuilding team, but there's talent there. And I'm not saying OKC played a good, even a good game tonight. But, excuse me, sorry for that. But they they just they came into this game they knew they had something to prove and they did it and the rockets probably came into this game and thought okay we're going to take care of business just like we did the other night and nothing is guaranteed in the nba and that's just something that happens i think that with this game you can't really look at it as you know something that is going to stay consistent now if we see a pattern of forming over these next couple of games then we can look back at it but the Rockets are a 500 team right now. They've won half the games they've played. And in most of those losses, Mike, they've played, you know what, somewhat decent. Tonight was just one of those nights where they didn't. And it, it happens. So I'm not going to look at this loss and dwell too much on it. I think what we're hopefully – the good thing about this is the Rockets are have a quick turnaround going into tomorrow. And tomorrow they'll have a chance to prove that they're more like the team that – took the court Monday night than the team that took the floor tonight. Yeah, they missed John Wall and they missed David Nwaba tonight. I mean, yeah. badly. I mean, they miss, when John Wall is not on the court, this team is lost offensively. They John Oladipo, Wall, yeah. John Wall's won every game that he's played in since the Harden trade. Victor Oladipo. Yeah, Victor Oladipo's a good player. He got exposed tonight with his with his flaws. He's not a he's not a he's not a a floor general. They're, the Rockets did not have a floor general on the court tonight. They just look lost. And like I said, it goes back to taking too many dumb threes. Props to Eric Gordon, who recognized that the three ball was not falling and he would consistently take the ball to the bucket. Unlike Daniel House, Daniel House just throwing stuff at the at the backboard and seeing if it goes in. I mean, that's where his offensive game was tonight as a whole. I'm worried about Christian Wood. I think Christian Wood is hurt. Yeah, I, I think he is too. I think there's there's something definitely going on with Christian Wood. Well, he probably isn't 100% healed from his ankle injury that uh, took place two weeks ago. Which, I mean, DeMarcus Cousins, 26 minutes, he had 10 points, 4 of 10 from the field. He was only a minus 2 when he was on the floor. I have no problem with the way DeMarcus Cousins played tonight. He got beat back door at least once, if not twice. But once again, when Christian Wood was on the floor tonight, he got beat three times by Al Horford, who, I mean, the fact that Al Horford is beating anybody off the block is embarrassing enough, but it also reflects that the Rockets, if they want to be a contending team for the rest of the season, has to add some frontline depth on this team somewhere from somebody. 
Uh, they have to do it because if not, they will be in trouble for the rest of the year on the glass. They, they can't offensive rebound. I mean, can you, there wasn't one time tonight where I maybe once with Jay Shante, but there's nobody on this team that's a good offensive rebounder. Not one person on this team is a good offensive rebounding either guard or forward, and that's a problem. Mm. Who's a good offensive rebounder? Wasn't there the other day where Jay Shantae had like five offensive rebounds? There was one game a couple couple days ago. Okay, so that's but that's one that's I, that's a crazy game. Yeah, tonight it, it's one guy. They have one guy, Jay Shantae, who can go get an offensive rebound with his you know youth and athleticism. But outside of that, they don't have anybody who can go hit the boards. And when you're a team that is going to be relying on the three ball as much as we are. You're going to have to get somebody who can go get an offensive rebound and a putback. Christian Wood is not ready to be that monster on the glass night in and night out. He's just not ready. It's not his fault, but he's not no, ready. I think, Mike, I think you're reading too much into this loss. Not this loss. I'm not talking about this loss. No, but I'm talking about on the year as a whole. Are you, so you're criticizing what Christian Wood has done this year? I said offensive rebounds God. i'm not i'm not i'm not talking about as a player he's a great player i'm not saying he's not a great player i'm saying on the offensive glass when you're a team who shoots as many threes as we do you need to get some girth on the front line they just don't have that i think tonight i think i think you're you're evaluating christian wood not at 100 percent, and i don't think he's been 100 percent for uh since since the suns game that, that's just my opinion. And I mean, and you can tell, you can tell that too. But also Christian, I've said this at the beginning. I said this at the beginning of the year. Remember this. And if hey, it's on tape, so you can probably the, one of the last hard in my take episodes, Christian Wood needs to put on 20 or 30 pounds. And once he does game over for everyone in the league, I swear that's what happened with Giannis. It's what happened with Nikola Jokic. It's what happened, you know, in a way with, um, with Kevin Durant, although Kevin Durant didn't add too much, but he did add a little bit. So he just needs a little bit more, and maybe that will be enough for him. But at this point, I don't want to judge Christian Wood too yet on on that ability, considering he's not 100% right now, and he's fighting through this injury. I can see it. Whether we'll see him tomorrow is a, is a very interesting question. I'm, I'm curious to see if he'll play tomorrow. I kind of hope he doesn't, and seeing him... But also seeing him not play in the second half makes me think that he they might want to rest him to play tomorrow, or maybe they just said, you know what, like we're not winning this game, you don't need to be here. Like, and tomorrow night, you know, maybe he tweaked it. I, we'll find out in in the press conferences and whatnot. Um, but let's talk about John Wall. And this question comes from Jake Mountford Seven, probably the number one fan of. The dream Jake. Shout out to you, Jake. Uh, we're gonna call this show the Dream Jake one day, maybe. But the question is posed by Jake: If John Wall played tonight, would we see a better and more energetic on both ends? Hundred percent, you would. And also, David Nwaba didn't play. Let, let's not let's not forget about uh, David Nwaba either. And having those two guys, not sure if you totally win this game, but Mike, you have that floor general that we talked about earlier, and. He drastically changes this game, and he allows you to do more things with him on the floor than without. Yeah, if you have John Wall playing tonight, you know, Victor Oladipo's not shooting the ball 24 times tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a problem. Uh, the, 
the offense running through Victor Oladipo is questionable, but it makes sense if Christian Wood is not 100%. Mm-hmm. And uh, look, I, I'm with you on the 20 pounds for Christian Wood. I mean, he needs to put on 20 pounds because he's not a center. He's a power forward. And as no, a he's a center, forward, Mike. He's a center. He's not he was a power center. forward in, you know, 15 years ago, maybe, but he's, he's a not center. a center. He's not, but he, he doesn't, but he's not, though. But he is. Whether he you like it or not, he is. They're not playing him any other position. Well, the, if they want him to be most effective down the line, they'll put him at power forward and they'll no, find that's, him. I, I don't I don't understand that. And maybe, you know, you're the only person that I've talked to that thinks that. So I, I want to see, but like, I want to see if there's more of this opinion that, you know, Christian Wood is better at power forward. To me, I just don't see it because it just, the, the spacing and everything is is muffled and Christian would need space to operate and he can't do that with another big on the floor that is going to occupy all that space. That's why I think PJ Tucker or having a guy like PJ Tucker that can play on the perimeter, although I knew PJ and do nothing. And PJ Tucker goes on the perimeter and does nothing. PJ Tucker does he, he, he does he, nothing. What does he, he do? He can score his things, Mike. Yeah, but spacing does nothing if he's not actually going to put the yes, ball. Yes, it does nothing. because he gives space to other people, Mike. Right, he gives space to other people. He'll set the screens. He'll do the dirty work for you. The way that he spaces out the offense gives John Wall space to operate. Gives Eric Gordon space to operate. Gave James Harden space to operate. Gives Christian Wood the open you- floor, like. That's where Christian Wood is best, when he is in the paint and he has a chance to go in. And having another center there is not going to do you much good. You're describing what exactly the things that P.J. does. What did you just say? Set screens and space the floor. If you can get a, another big that can do those exact same things, what's the difference? And then have, have some guy on the defensive end that does the work that he does too? Yeah. There are other guys out there that can do that, but why? David Nwaba. David Nwaba is already on your roster and does as good a defensive job throughout the game as P.J. Tucker. He does. I've told you, I'm, I'm in the camp of keeping P.J. Tucker. I'm just saying that that Christian Wood, as of right now, is a, is a more suitable power forward. That's all. That's something you and I are just going to agree to disagree on because I just, I don't see, and you know what? If, if Christian Wood someday, I mean, Steven Silas has been from the beginning, has said Christian Wood is a center. Christian Wood is a center. He's a center. If he ever puts him at the four or if another coach comes in down the line and he puts him at the four, then I'll give it a chance. At this point right now, I'm just going to trust. I'm going to trust the Rockets brass because at this point, th- that's kind of who I've been as a, as, a, as a Rockets watcher, supporter, you know, team person that podcaster whatever you want to call me i trust the rockets at this point because right now every move that they've made has been in my opinion at least you know a good majority of the moves they've made have been the right move at the time whether it be for whether it be for you know what's what's what you're looking for but it's been the right move at the time like the ty lawson trade was the right move at the time it, it turned out to be a total failure, but it was the right move at the time. The Capella trade turned out to be a terrible move for the Rockets, in my opinion, because they didn't get much further with you know that trade. But at that time, you made that trade to maximize Westbrook's ability on the floor, and they and that's what it did, and it did that really well. So it was the right move at the time. Was it the right move overall? Not necessarily. 
But at this point, I think I trust that the Rockets are being led into the right direction. And nights like these can make you wonder and you're like, oh, you know, expletive. Like, is this really going to work for the Rockets? And honestly, I think it does. You know, it's a long season. The Rockets are 10 and 10. And to be honest, they could probably be, you know, 11 and 9, 12 and 8. There are some games that were in there that were winnable that they just didn't get. They haven't had too many of these games, though, where they've lost by um, multiple points. So, like, if you take – so the Nuggets game, the the Lakers which, game – Which – hold on. What do the Nuggets and the Lakers both have in common? They're both two of the three best teams in the West. No, the the, they, have a, they have a dominant big man, and we don't. Well, the Nuggets game, I'm not even going to, you know, classify because that team had nobody. John Wall wasn't even, you know, there. DeMarcus Cousins, Eric Gordon, none of those guys were there. I get it. I'm just the saying. Games, that was, you know, the Lakers are a whole other story. But both and, of those teams are teams you're going to have to line up against. At, if the, Rock, the, the poll post today on the Dream – Shake are the Rockets a playoff team. And the vast majority of people believe that this team is a playoff team. They are. They're still a playoff team, Mike. I'm just saying you're like blowing it out of proportion. I'm not I'm not blowing it out of proportion. I'm saying that right now, Christian Wood is a fantastic player. They need more size on the front line. That's what I'm saying. If they play in a seven-game series, if they get into the playoffs, they will get destroyed on the front line. They've already shown it. That's what I'm saying. Tonight exemplified that because when Christian Wood is not playing at 100%, they have nothing behind Cousins. And if you're getting zero points out of P.J. Tucker, that's your front line giving you nothing, basically, offensively. That's rough. I mean, no, you know, Christian Wood will be there offensively, Mike. No, but I'm saying if he's he gets he's if, if, Yeah, but if he's not healthy, which they're 20 games in, how many games has he missed? And he's continued to linger through these injuries. That's why I'm saying that is the one area that this front office has neglected at this point is the front line. They killed it other places. I'm saying they need to make a move for another big man. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. And we're going to see it, you know, anytime that they play a team with any legitimate size, i.e. Lakers, Nuggets, uh, the Suns game. You see what uh, DeAndre Ayton did to us? There's another example. Christian Wood was on one ankle in that game. <laughs> like exact, but his health since becoming a Houston Rocket once again for what at least seven of the twenty games he's either been out or he's been hampered by injuries. That's nearly half of the games. They need to get him some help outside of Demarcus Cousins. We'll see. I, at this point, I just I think I think the Rockets right now just need to. Stay with the course. Because I don't think you're saying much of that after any of these wins. And I think just because it's a loss, it's easy to say that. At this point, I think tonight, the Rockets, they the Thunder just clamped the, the, clamped the paint, got, got a few calls to go their way, and forced the Rockets to take outside shots. And they did so well in that, in that area on Monday. Tonight, it just wasn't wasn't falling and and that happens in the NBA so let's hope the Rockets can get past this move on to tonight when they face the Grizzlies Mike what do you expect from tonight's game against the Grizzlies what do you want to see what's one key to this game that you want to see from Rockets get back to what this team has done well thus far this season and that's play tough defense 
you know, defensive effort across the board has to be better than it was last night against Oklahoma City. And, you know, the Rockets are on a, a long road trip. You know, I'm sure they're ready to get back home and soon. Uh, but this is a big game against a, a really good Memphis Grizzlies team. Uh, John Morant is special. Uh, John, it's going to be good to get John Wall back. I'm unclear at this point recording the night before if if uh, Victor Oladipo is going to play. Uh, but Victor, the, the team as a whole needs to look at the tape from tonight, and they have to realize they have to get better shots more consistently. The three ball, they have to get it into their mind. If the three ball is not falling, drive the ball to the, to the hole. You know, good things will happen if they drive the ball to the hole. And, I mean, your, your best offensive weapon is Christian Wood. And the fact he only got four shot attempts against the Thunder last night, uh, something's off. I mean, something's clearly wrong. They need to feed him more. Uh, I, I, I expect for this to be a great game. I think it's going to be a close game. I expect whoever wins this game, it'll be by five points or less. Yeah, the Rockets, I honestly think the Rockets are going to be able – I think if they win tomorrow night, it'll be because they're fired up about tonight. And I, I think that the Rockets will respond well. It's been look – at, look at the first quarter tomorrow night, and that will be a huge indication as to, you know, how this team feels. I bet – you know who probably is the most, you know, frustrated about tonight? John Wall. And I think think, because John Wall, you know, felt a little helpless tonight, probably sitting on the bench, not being able to play. And tomorrow night, assuming he plays, which I think it's safe to say that he will, unless there's another injury that's piled up. I think tomorrow Vic will probably sit. Wood's status is probably up in the air. Hopefully we can get, you know, 25 or so minutes out of him. I think that's reasonable. But the Rockets need to be able to... The Rockets need to be able to play their own brand of basketball and stick to what they know best because the Grizzlies are a team that can beat you in a lot of different ways, and they're very similar to the Rockets. They play with that um, that chip on their shoulder, I, I think. And it'll it'll be a fun game. I'm, I really hope it is a fun game because the the Grizzlies are really exciting to watch. Um, I watch them, you know, sp- sporadically throughout the season so far. And hopefully they don't win tomorrow night because I would like the Rockets to win tomorrow night. But if I had to guess, I think Memphis is going to win the game tomorrow. I think the Rockets um, struggle when all three of, you know, Wood, Wall, and Oladipo, the wow factor is what we're calling them, I guess. It's picking up steam. I think the Rockets are going to struggle with not all three of those guys out on the floor, and it's going to – you know, it's going to be a close game. I think the Rockets are going to play with a little bit more pride than they did tonight. But I think Memphis is uh, at a place where they have just enough to beat the Rockets. But, you know, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully the Rockets can uh, get out of the funk that they got in tonight. And, yeah, I think this is a good place to park the Rockets for now. Quick and easy tonight. Thank you so much to everyone who tuned in tonight, who tuned in on Periscope, uh, who supported us uh, by listening on demand. But be sure to go subscribe and download the podcast wherever you choose to listen to your podcast, whether that's Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of The Dream Take. We will be live tomorrow night, I believe. Correct, Mike? Uh, to be determined. We will see. 
Okay, so if we're live tomorrow, we'll let you know on our Twitter account at the Dream Take and at Dreamshake SBN. Be sure to go follow both of those accounts for all things Houston Rockets all the time. You can also check out all of our content at thedreamshake.com. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Be sure to go follow my co-pilot, Mr. Michael Brown, at BSW Podcast underscore MB. And you can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner. Thank you so much. And until next time, go Rockets!